Hello and welcome to John Cook Ministries podcast. I'm John Cook. I'm a retired Baptist preacher with over 50 years in the ministry of teaching and preaching the King James Bible, God's Holy Word. The purpose of this podcast is to present the Word of God as being just as relevant today as it was in the day it was written. Today we are going to continue our study on just a thought on the book of Revelation, a verse-by-verse study to see what God has to say to us from His Word. Today's study brings us to Revelation chapter 8 and verse 8. In verses 1 to 5, we saw the silence that falls in heaven at the opening of the seventh seal. Silence of shock, perhaps. Then we've seen the seven angels who are given the seven trumpets. And we've seen the prayers of the saints going up before God in the incense off the golden altar. We've seen how the angel who holds the golden censer places fire off the altar and casts it to the earth, and there's lightnings and thunderings and voices and an earthquake. We've seen how the first trumpet sounds and the trees and the grass, a third part of the trees and the grass is burnt up. Now, as we come to verse 8, we read, And the second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea became blood. So we come to the second trumpet. And before we finish this lesson, we'll look at the third trumpet as well. We're going to see what a catastrophe is going to come on this earth. People talk about catastrophic storms falling upon this earth. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet, brother. Because when God unleashes his judgment on this world, you're going to see what a storm of judgment is going to come. We notice as we look at the sounding of the second trumpet that the Bible says, as it were, a great mountain burning with fire. As it were. That's important to understand as it were, because God is telling you that it's not a literal mountain of fire, but it's like a mountain of fire. Good Bible interpretation requires that we go by every word of God. And by the way, in order to have good Bible interpretation, you have to have every word of God. And that's what we have in the King James Bible. Every word of God that we're to live by. This which appears like a mountain on fire is cast into the sea. Now notice, God went after the trees and the green grass of the dry land. Now he hits the seas of the world. It's cast into the sea. God attacks what man worships. You see, men allow the sea to take the place of God. Preacher, I can't make it to church. I have to go fishing. Isn't it amazing how we can make it to our job? 
Fishing doesn't take the place of our job. Not without consequences. Well, fishing doesn't take the place of your going to church. Fishing doesn't take the place of your serving the Lord. And that means not without consequences. Amos speaks of this event in Amos chapter 7 and verse 4. Let me read that to you. In Amos chapter 7 and verse 4. Thus hath the Lord God showed unto me, and behold, the Lord God called to contend by fire, and it devoured the great deep, and did eat up a part. So here we have the fire of God falling upon the seas. The Bible says when that takes place, a third part of the sea became blood. When we read that, we're we are reminded of Moses in Egypt that turned the water to blood. You find that in Exodus chapter 7, verses 17 through 21. It says, Thus saith the Lord, In this thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will smite with the rod that is in mine hand upon the waters which were which are in the river, and they shall be turned to blood, and the fish that is in the river shall die, and the river shall stink, and the Egyptians shall loathe to drink of the water of the river. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying to Aaron, Take thy rod and stretch out thine hand upon the waters of Egypt, upon their streams, upon their rivers and upon their ponds and upon all the pools of water, that they may become blood. And that there may be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. So Moses, so Moses and Aaron did what God told them to do, smote the waters and the waters became blood. You see, God is simply dealing with this world in justice. The world has shed the blood of God's saints down through the centuries and through the tribulation period. So that at this point in the tribulation period, God is going to give man blood in place of the sea. Then look at verse 9. Of Revelation chapter 8. And the third part of the creatures which were which are in the sea and had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. So God is not only going to strike the waters and make them blood, but a third of the creatures in the sea are going to die. What man depends upon. For food, God's going to strike at. We're reminded once more that the Lord is striking out at the gods of this world. Those things which we have allowed to replace God in our lives. The trees, a third part of them burn up. The grass, a third part of them burn up. The sea, a third part of it turned to blood. The third part of the those thing, those animals of the sea 
die. A third part of the shipping in the sea is destroyed. This will be a time of great destruction in this world. You see, man likes the sea. He likes to let the sea replace the God of heaven and earth because the the sea finds no injustice in you. The sea finds no wickedness in you. The sea does not reveal the wickedness of this world. You see, it's easier to worship the creature than the creator because the creator is the one who brings to light the judgment is the one who brings to light our wicked behavior. Just like Jesus came walking in the garden of Eden in the cool of the day. And Adam and Eve hid themselves in the trees because they could no longer fellowship with God because that great light revealed their nakedness and the wickedness of their nakedness. Man prefers creation over the creator anytime because his deeds are evil. So man will not come to the light. John chapter 3 and verse 20 says, Everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. See, that's your problem. The reason you won't come to God and the reason you will face this judgment is because you won't come to God and you'll make gods of the creation rather than the creator, the reason you won't come to God is because you hate the light. You hate God. God is light, and you hate God. It's good for us to understand that as Christians, that this world hates God, and they hate the light of God, and they hate the light of God's word. Man's problem with the Bible is not that he doesn't understand it. It's what he does understand about the Bible that creates the problem. He hates the light. He doesn't come to the light because his deeds will be reproved if he comes to the light. You'll be brought under conviction by the word of God. Christian, we're brought under conviction by the word of God. If we read this book and let God speak to our hearts, it reveals when there's wickedness in our lives. And it, it, it shows us our need to, to be cleansed of that wickedness. You see, though men want to worship creation, not the creator, the creator, the savior, has no problem destroying this creation if we let it come between us and him. So not only do a third part of the creatures die, but a third part of the ships are destroyed. So God attacks money. Gold, if you will. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. And listen, this world loves money. And they work for money. And they grasp for money. And when this judgment falls, and a third part of the ships in the sea are destroyed, man's God, money, is going to be attacked. That's why the Bible says, don't lay up your treasures here on earth, because all those things will be destroyed. The world passes away in the lust thereof. But lay your treasures up in heaven, because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Then we come, then we come to verse 10. In verse 10, the third angel sounds. 
and we find that it says, And there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. So here we have a star falling from heaven. And again, we're hit with the, with the words, as it were, burning as it were a lamp. So God tells you, this is a star that is burning like a lamp would burn. And it falls upon a third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of water. So God's judgment continues upon this earth. God has struck a third part of the trees, a third part of the grass, a third part of the a third part of the sea, a third part of the sea creatures, and a third part of the ships have been destroyed. Now God strikes at the fresh water. And a third part of the rivers and the fountains of waters are struck by this great star. Do you ever see what we call a falling star? Well, that's what this is, a falling star, a literal falling star. You see, God uses his own creation, the creation of the stars, against this world of rebellion. God's in charge of this world. Joshua cried out and commanded the sun to stand still. And the Lord listened to Joshua, and the sun stood still, and the moon stayed where it was until the victory was won over the enemies of the Lord. You realize all of creation obeys God except man. Man doesn't. Man, the highest part of God's creation, rebels against God. And so God strikes out at that which man has chosen to replace God with. And this falling star that burns like a lamp strikes the fresh water. And a third part of the fresh water is turned bitter because verse 11 says, the name of the star is called Wormwood. And a third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. So when this wormwood strikes the fresh water of this world, it makes it poisonous to man. And men die from drinking the water. Jeremiah speaks of this judgment in Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 15. Let me read that to you. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will feed them, even this people, with wormwood and give them water of gall to drink. So we know from that and the comparison to this that this judgment is going to, in, going to affect Israel in particular. He's going to give them wormwood and water of gall to drink. Specifically, this judgment is going to fall on this world. Some have suggested that during the tribulation period, there will be a return of the apostolic signs. It's possible. The reason they suggested at this particular juncture is because they apply 
what Mark 16, verse 17 and 18 says about believers in the tribulation period, which remind, which I would remind you are folks who trust Christ, but then have to endure to the end. And in that, in Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18, the Bible speaks of, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. So this could be a reference to those who are believers in the tribulation period who will drink this water, but it will not harm them. It's possible because most heresies are tribulation truths put in the wrong dispensation. The tribulation period is called the time of Jacob's trouble. Jeremiah says, for that day is great so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. The time of Jacob's trouble, that tells us that this is a period of time that is dealing with Israel once more. And this is why we believe it's possible that the signs and wonders can come back into play. Because for one thing, Moses and Elijah, the two witnesses, will, be, will have signs and wonders that they will perform. We find that in Revelation chapter 11, verses 3 through 6. Let me read that to you. It says, And I will give power unto the two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth, and devoureth their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven, there's Elijah, that it rain not in the, in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood, there's Moses, and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. So it's probable that the signs and wonders will return in the tribulation period. Notice that it says a third part of the waters become wormwood. They're made bitter, the bitterness of man. Isn't it amazing that God gives that which he has given us to refresh us? He gives, he attacks it and gives it back to us, or to this world, I should say, with the bitterness that men have towards God. So he gives them bitterness to drink. It's bitter. It's a bitter, bitter message. Men don't like the truth of the word of God. They're bitter to men. So God's going to give them the fresh water bitter. In Jeremiah 9.15 we read, Therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will feed them, even this people, with wormwood, and give them water of gall to drink, as we've read before. Now why would God do that? Why would he do this to Israel? Because they've turned from God, and this is the fruit of their turning from God. Amos chapter 5 and verse 7 says, Ye who turn judgment to wormwood and leave off righteousness in the earth. This world is a world of bitterness. 
So God gives man bitterness for his thirst. These waters bring bitterness and death to many men. See, death came from what was intended for life. Moses, one of the two witnesses we've seen already, strikes the waters of Egypt and they become blood and men die from them. Well, even as Moses turned the water to blood, so God is going to turn the waters of that day into wormwood. What God makes for the benefit of man, he will judge when men turn from the living God. So we've come through the first three trumpets at this point. God's striking at the judgment of the trees, the grass, the sea, the ships of the sea, the animals of the sea, the fresh water in the world. All of those judgments have fallen. God is attacking the gods of this world, the things that man has replaced to worship God, to worship in place of God. What was made for the benefit of man is now seen to be used for the judgment of the inhabitants of this earth. Jeremiah speaks of this judgment in Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 15. Let me read that to you. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will feed them, even this people with wormwood and give them water of gall to drink. So we know from that and the comparison to this, that this judgment is going to affect Israel in particular. He's going to give them wormwood and water of gall to drink. Specifically, this judgment is going to fall on this world. The time we've read about here is a definite time of judgment that will fall upon the earth. Man is going to learn that his gods are no match for the God of heaven. Christian, we will be spared from suffering through these judgments because we've trusted Christ as our Savior. And so we should get others to trust Christ as well, that they may avoid the judgment of God. Well, till our next lesson, may God bless. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on just a thought on the book of Revelation. Now, before you go, if you live in the Riverside, California area, I want to give you a personal invitation to visit the Faith, to visit the Faith Baptist Church where our pastor, Nathan Cook, preaches the Word of God from the King James Bible. Before you hit that exit button, how about take some time and leave us a comment or maybe a prayer request or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast and you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. God bless till the next video.